Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. We could just sing all night because he's just so good. You know, in, in heaven, they can't stop worshiping at, at the throne. It continues and continues and continues. Why? Because heaven knows how worthy he is. Our flesh and our, our bodies don't always know that, but heaven is very aware of how worthy our God is. <coughs> well, I'm excited about tonight because we get to hear the things that Jesus does. You know, the one, the greatest evidence that Jesus is alive and Jesus is real is by the things he does. One of the greatest evidence is that the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the what? Word of our testimony. Why? Because Jesus is real because he does real things. And people who put their trust and their faith in him, he promises that he will keep his end of the deal. He asks us to live certain ways. He asks us to stand and to, to believe certain ways. But on the other side of that, he also says... I will reveal myself. I will be there. I will. The, we can go on and on about the many promises, but um, he's just so awesome. So, the first of all, before we get into some of the testimonies from the Replenish, um, I just want to put out a, a bunch of thank yous to everyone that uh, worked behind the scenes to make the Replenish uh, just all work in terms of uh, Sydney for feeding 35 mouths and heading up. She was the boss in the kitchen. <laughs> And uh, and Bill and Kathy, uh, uh, they are they were here, of course, last week, and they just stayed, and they they were able to be here and bless us and help us. And I'll tell you, they were serving in the kitchen. They were working hard. I didn't I didn't think I'd need them as much as I needed them in the kitchen, but it turned out that uh, we really needed them in the kitchen, and uh, they were there. But but uh, but well, I wanted to just say, um, you know, because you you see them up front, right, and you see them doing that, but they work just as hard behind the scenes. And uh, we don't often see that with different ministries. But I know that about them, and so I really appreciate that, and thank you so much for serving. And everyone else that uh, served in, in all kinds of different ways in, in the backgrounds, and that's what makes Replenish uh, Retreat uh, so good. And God, of course, showing up and doing what he does is what makes it the best. So, so we're excited about that, and... Uh, so, um, do you want to say something before we start, or you got, or you think we should just get get going? And uh, who wants to start off? So, what what we're not asking you to preach a whole sermon. What we're asking you to do is to share from your heart what Jesus did for you. What maybe something you got, um, but uh, yeah, just uh, be be genuine. So the verse that we got for the weekend, um, kind of the theme and the focus was, uh, I don't have it memorized, so let me pull it up here. Isaiah 30, verse 15. Let me just pull it up. This is what it says. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. 
in quietness and confidence is your strength. And the last part, but you would have none of it, didn't pertain to anyone on the replenished weekend because they were there to have it, not to not have none of it. Right? Okay? So, you know, you can do that with verses. You can say the opposite's true. Right? And I do that when I'm meditating, because that's what meditating is. Meditating on scripture is bouncing it back and forth, looking at it, chewing on it, and, and taking a verse. So, if, if, if I would have none of it, that means we can also have all of it. Right? He was speaking that about them, but, but they could have had all of it. And so I, I want to be one that wants all of it. Amen? And so, um, so we just really felt that God wanted to quiet the noise. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of voices. There's a lot. And we're always looking for it and this and that and saying, well, if this would just stop, or if this would just stop, it's like, no, this needs to stop. The noise that you've let in here. Because in, and in quietness and confidence is your strength. And when you rest in him, come, come on up. Well, um, do we want to do it from the floor or do we want to do it up here? Which is better for the camera? Online people. Does it matter or what? So floor? Floor. Tech guys say floor. Got to listen right. to the tech guys. Ooh, they're on here. All right, good. Um, so as you might notice, I don't know, those of you who know my voice, I've lost part of it. <laughs> I, uh, I had a really awesome time at this uh, Replenish Retreat. Um, yeah, just a lot of answered prayer and just spending time in his presence and resting in his presence. That was what it was all about, right? Getting replenished. And um, so one of the things that I got, I'm, I'm newly married, for those of you that don't know, I'm married to this amazing, in that burgundy sweater over there. Yeah, I'm married to that beautiful and amazing woman over there. Um, and so as a result of getting married, those of you who are married or have been married for a while know that at the beginning it can be a little tough financially. Um, and we've been overly blessed by our families and everything, but it's still like, you know, paying the bills every month isn't always easy, and we've been feeling the crunch a little bit lately. Um, but one of our, one of the things that both Jess and I, when we came to this replenish retreat, we wanted answers, you know, we wanted answers to some of these things, like what to do in the future and, and just the plans that God wants for our lives. We wanted that. And so one of the things that God showed me personally was, um, I have this kind of, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I have this kind of, um, mentality that I feel like I don't have enough for whatever I'm facing in life. I feel like I can't, I have a hard time giving sometimes even as a result of this because I feel like, how can I give to you if I don't even have enough for me? Like, how is that even possible? And um, so as a result of that in our finances, I've been kind of feeling like the crunch and like, oh my gosh, like we want to get a house soon. We want to get like a car, all this stuff. And, and so what, what God told me here, I'm actually going to pull it up because I wrote, I got some notes here, um, was... Uh, what, what God told me was, what you have looks like it's not enough, but only when you give it to me, what you have, I can, only when you give to me what you have, I can multiply it. You know, and that, I just had an image when I, when I saw that, I had an image of the, the boy with the, the three loaves and the two fishes, and everybody's like, we got to feed these thousands of people, like, we can't do that with this. But then when it, it was given to Jesus, it was multiplied, Amen. and it was enough and more 
for everyone. And God just gave me that picture, and it just set my mind at ease. And, and then after that, I had this vision of him saying, like, we were, I don't know why the setting was this. I really don't. But the setting was we were in a coffee shop, and, like, we were getting coffee. It was just me and Jesus getting coffee. I don't know why. I don't even like coffee. I don't know why he gave me this image. I don't know why. But um, he gave me this image, and we were walking out, and he's like, I paid for that. He's like, I paid. He's just pointing. He's like, I paid for that. He's like, I paid for that. I paid for that. He's just pointing, and I'm just like, oh, like, I have enough. Like, and that was, that was so important to me. Like, I'm almost getting a little bit teary-eyed just thinking about it because that was so important to me to get that answer because sometimes you feel like you don't have enough, and it's a good reminder to know, like, just what Sheila was talking about at the conference. We need those reminders. Be reminded of the Word of God, the truth of the Word of God, and the last thing, this one's a little bit intense, so you might want to get your tissues out, I don't know, but when we, uh, the, the first night, we, um, sorry, I'm kind of preaching, am I going too long? I don't know, I can stop if you want, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but uh, the, the first night, we watched The Passion of the Christ, like different scenes of The Passion of the Christ, which, if for those of you that haven't seen it, it is, I rec- fully 100% recommend it, it's a little bit gory at times, but it is worth it to see the price that Jesus paid for us. And, um, and so when I was watching, like I, I was bawling my eyes out when I was watching it, but um, there was a certain scene where, where he's getting whipped like intensely. And, um, and I just heard God say to me, like, you know, like or Jesus say to me, he's like, I died for those that whipped me nailed me to the cross and spat in my face. I died for those people. Because I have a hard time when people treat me poorly. I have a hard time loving those people. You know, I have a hard time extending grace and forgiveness to those people because, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, our flesh is like, no, they don't deserve it. They don't, they don't get that. Like, they, they got to earn that, and they, they didn't. But, you know, the truth is, is that Jesus died for those people too, too. And we need to remember that. You know, we need to remember that he died for those. And it just... Um, and he also died for those that rejected him as well. But um, the verse that I kind of got from that was, if you only love those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. And, like, that just blows my mind. I don't know about you, but that blows my mind that he loves people that don't deserve it. And because we were one of those people at one point, you know. So we need to extend that grace. And that's something that really solidified in me at this conference. But, you know, I'll pass it on now. Wait, I guess. Okay. All right. Who? That was good. Thank you, Michael. It's always encouraging to hear what God does in people's lives because it, it blesses so many. Everyone is pondering. No fear, no fear. Mike just voluntold me. <laughs> so guess what? Come on. Bye, Get Mike. Up here. <laughs> And to make you come up and speak after me, or with me even. Yeah, support me in what I say. That's right. Okay, so I actually did write a few notes, but I don't have scriptures. I should have got scriptures. Um, But what God showed me 
was um, we went through some sessions. I mean, he was speaking to me, and I was like, actually, I really didn't feel like he was speaking, actually. But then when it came to this, um, the there was this part where they were kind of um, casting things out, and one of the things that it came to was like, I'm like, God, I'm not even being touched in my emotions. What's going on here? Like, I love you, I, I and I serve you, and I, I do, I love him. But I was like, what's going on? And then um, Trish called out pride, and I started weeping. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize how full of pride I was. And I was like, God, how am I full of pride? And he, I feel like he spoke to me, and he said to me, you're doing it on your own. You're independent. And he doesn't want us to be independent from, like, of him. He wants us to be dependent on him. And I was actually, I actually was, like, looking back at the ways that I just keep, um, like, the last couple of years has been actually really hard for everyone. But, like, it's been hard for me, too. Um, but I feel like what happens is I go into defense mode where I'm, like, you know, you put up your defenses and, again, you know, you want to kind of, stop yourself from getting hurt so you almost build walls or whatever like I know everybody kind of knows that people do that but um so I felt like I was kind of building these walls up and even God stays out from those walls right like so you can't you don't let him in right and I was like am I doing that because I I still I love you and I'm worshiping you and I'm you know but I just really felt like he's like you know you need to like trust me fully like trust me with your life because like I have the best in mind for you. And I know I keep saying that every time I come to the front, but it is true. It's something that I need to get through my head all the time. And just surrendering to him because he is able and he is um, kind and he can take care of me. He can take care of me better than I can take care of myself. So I just... Um, yeah, when I don't trust God, then pride steps in. And pride is the opposite of humility, which is something that I do want. And I, I want to be humble. I want to serve him, and I want to love him with all of my heart and everything that's in me. So I just feel like he kind of tore down, or I just kind of tore down some walls when, when she called out pride. And I was like, yes. I was like, God, I'm letting you back in in places that I kind of put up walls. So that's kind of what God did with me. So what did he do with you, Mike? <laughs> do you have my notes? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, every time I go to a conference, it, I, I need time to process. I always feel like I need, I don't know, a week or something to really meditate and think about all that happened. But... Uh, you know, I know the uh, the cross session is always a tough one for me. And every time I do it, I've, I think to myself, I almost should watch this or some of the scenes, like, I don't know, monthly or something, just to keep it so much on the front, you know, fresh. And, you know, and something that uh, you shared in your message was, you know, I don't want to waste one drop of blood. And I... I'm guilty of that for sure, and I'm sure everybody is, but I don't want to treat his sacrifice and what it cost him for me, for everybody, like, I don't know, I think of like a Monopoly get-out-of-jail-free card or something, like it, you just, 
I want it to be so um, deep and just like break my heart every time I, I do um, mess up and let that. And I know that He's there to forgive me, and so that's something that uh, that I got out of of that session and uh, the word surrender. Uh, I felt like I was hearing that all weekend, and and I just uh, there's things I hold on to. There's things I I feel like maybe I give up and then I slowly find that I'm taking them back over time and I, I just I want to continually surrender it's it's a daily thing I want to I got to write that word somewhere in the mirror or somewhere where I'll see it every day and just a, a reminder but uh, those are a couple things for me um, as far as our our pastors our team you guys are amazing I love you guys Everybody that helped, all of our speakers, we just, we have such an amazing group here that are the greatest servant leaders, and, and uh, I just love spending time with you, and it's been a while, we've all hadn't had the, maybe the connection for a while like we've had, it's nice to see everybody without masks on, and <laughs> singing, we can see lips moving, but uh, it's just a, a nice time of, of just getting to know some people that we hadn't uh, spent a lot of time with too and and just reconnecting and refreshing and refilling so definitely recommend going next time don't miss it because it's i know i won't excited about God doing something? <laughs> I'm never going to stop that. Either. Never going to stop that. What can you say about our God? He is really your message, what you were saying is, is, is spot on. Surrendering. That's hard. As all of the family knows, what I've been experiencing and Surrendering, it, it puts you in a place of vulnerability, and vulnerability is scary, and I deal with trust issues, so I know firsthand, okay, you want me to trust you, and you want me to allow myself to be vulnerable for you to take control of my life. Well, when you do, watch out. Um, as you guys know, a lot of you guys know, this last month has just been, you name it, it's been thrown at me. Job, work, finances, school the house, everything, you name it, it's been put there. But you know what? I've been working really close with Aaron and learning how to surrender. And there's that peace of God that comes over you, right? So like the house, I didn't do anything. I just had faith. I just had faith that he had me covered. Boom, the house came up. The funds came up. Every problem that I thought was so big, when you surrender it to him, it's taken care of. Then I had another issue come up at the house. The sub pump gave out. I don't know if a lot of you guys know this. The sub pump came out, flooded the back floors. I had to tear the carpet up. I went yesterday, which I'm getting the moving truck, what, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I went yesterday. I'm like, oh, there's no crew here. And there's no carpet. There's no floor, no nothing. So I looked. God's got this. He's going to take care of it. He wants me here. I went today. They're, they're already halfway done. The subfloor is in, and they're going to be done tonight. 
so it's what you guys said, like, it's hard, and I can experience, I, I know firsthand, it's difficult to put yourself in a place of vulnerability. But God says his word's never going to lie or not come. It's, you can't, I have tried. I literally have put it to the test in every single way and saying, okay, show me. Every time I try to prove it wrong, it proves it right. <laughs> nothing else you can say. There's really nothing else you can say. Prove it wrong. I, I bet you most scholars that try to prove the, the word wrong end up probably becoming converted into Christians and believers because the more you go against it, the more it proves it to be right. So just, you know what? Take that leap and put yourself in a place of vulnerability, and he's not going to let you down. I guarantee Amen. it. All right. I'm going to go up. They're like, wait, wait a minute. Why is he going up? Well, because we're all receiving. And that's the beautiful thing about it, is that each one of us were able to go, we were able to receive. And um, I felt like when I was on the replenish uh, retreat, I, I feel like we should call it refreshing retreat almost. Um, just because uh, replenish, refreshing, I don't know. That's, it seems to be what I get. And I feel like in my spirit, it's like just having a time of just, closeness, intimacy, connection with the Lord, having an intimate moment with him, having those times where we can just, um, you know, experience who God is and just see that in everybody else's life. Like, it's such an exciting experience. Like, you know, uh, in the last session with the, the Holy Spirit session, everybody was just bananas. It was banana pants almost. Just People are on the floor, people are laughing, <laughs> there's so much going on. And I just, I love God when he just jumps on people and just impacts a soul, you know? Isn't it great? Oh, man, it's just, it's such a wonderful experience to know that God just, uh, just wants to be connected, you know? And that we can be connected together. And I just, I found that such an exciting uh, moment. And just being able to go into, um, like, even in, in just uh, around, like, the dinner time and, and all of that. And just see people's eyes lighting up, you know. Because I, I can tell you, sometimes it, it gets so heavy. That's why I mean, like, you know, replenish, refresh. It's like, it's almost like you just see weights on people. It's like, come on, let's go. Let's, you know. And you don't know what it is, right? People, they go to counseling and they talk to a psychologist and they do all of these different things they spend so much money they spend lots of money well the replenishment tree is 50 bucks and you get all your food included <laughs> i mean you got the holy spirit there so you're guaranteed to have your answers because when we put the bible in front of us and we say we're gonna follow after what it says when we put god when we put the holy spirit there and it's just like, there, there's, no, there's no way we can leave a place like that and say, I'm not going to get something. If we're open, I'm not going to get something from it. And I'm, I, that's what I really enjoyed in it, is just being refreshed. And, I, you know, I only got to go to, um, put, to part of it. You, we, we always want everybody to go to the whole thing. We don't, we just say, we, you know, unless you're going to the whole thing, we don't, we, we can't have, um, you know, we don't really want you, like, just going. Because you need, you really need to get the whole thing. And so just with Timothy, it was a little bit hard because 
um, because so you have to juggle all of that. And that's also a really good joy to have, um, just spending that time with him. So it's like torn between two good things. And, um, but anyways, um, I, I took the time. I took the time on Friday night uh, with my wife, um, and we just prayed. We prayed for the replenish retreat. We prayed for um, just what's been going on. And then that Saturday morning, even though I'm holding Timothy, I was just holding him and just praying over the replenish retreat. And I, I just felt just the, just God even, not even at the, at the retreat, just I felt the Holy Spirit, and he's just like ministering to me and just getting me ready and just getting me excited and just, just filling me with what, with what was going on. I, I really feel like just devoting that time and taking that time just to spend it with the Lord is such a valuable thing, you know, just taking time to just talk to our Heavenly Father, you know. Like, if I never hung out with my father, like, what kind of a relationship would that be, right? So it's like just taking that time was such a, like, just such a wonderful experience, you know, and just really getting more of God on the inside, just really letting him just shine brighter on the inside of me. I just, I really love that and really appreciated that and just love being refreshed, you know. I never want to feel the weights. I don't want to feel, you know, the stagnant. I want to be able to always remain in that refreshingness of, of the Lord and just be where that life is. Amen. And so, yeah, so that's what I liked. <laughs> I think we should call it refresh next time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to call my wife up with me, too, because I know she's got some amazing things to share. And she looks really, really beautiful today, I just got to say. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, this retreat, well, I'm actually still, I feel like in my spirit, I'm still like, well, I think both of us are still kind of like processing through a lot of it, because I felt like there was so much um, that God did. Um, and I think... For me personally, even when I was in the back there in the first night and uh, we, were, we were doing all the cross sessions and everything like that, like, I remember just going through the scenes and then it was just like in a moment, like, I just felt like the presence of God came over me and I just felt the Lord say, just, this is what my love looks like. Remember, this is what my love looks like. And I just began to break down and I was just weeping and then that, I would just touch that whole night and then. Um, when I went home, I actually couldn't sleep. I didn't go to bed until like, I don't know, like 1.30 in the morning. So I was just, he just was captivating me. And I was just, my, my heart was just so captivated by this love, by his love. And um, from that place, I just felt like there's been a lot that's, that's happened this year. And I feel like every time that I've been um, pulled on or stretched, I've been giving and and, and I'm like, God, but I want to stay in this place of overflow. I want to stay in this place of being so full with you that I'm being overflowing. And, and it was just, it's been like this thing where I feel like it's been hard to stay in that place of overflow. Because <laughs> there's been just so many things coming and coming and coming. So many things I've had to focus on. Um, but then even going into the second uh, night, um, yeah. In that last session. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. You guys were here, man. I'm just telling you, you guys missed out. <laughs> you gotta be here next time. You can't miss it, man. I, I, I just, yeah. I'm, 
I'm full, like I'm completely overflowing right now, and it's coming. If you come up to me right now, man, I'm giving it to you. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was really really good, but uh, I know Sydney's got some awesome things to share. So. Was that your car alarm? Someone's car alarm was going. It was okay. Um, yeah. So God is good. Um, just even to give you guys the back like the before story, like we didn't even really know how all of this was going to come together. We didn't even know if we were going to be allowed to have people, if we were going to allowed, be allowed to eat. Like there were so many unknowns, but God just made it happen, and it was so amazing. Um, yeah, I'm not good at talking in front of people like Daniel is, but that's okay. Um, I, thank you so much, Billy, Kathy, and Trish. I don't know if Trish is here. They were so helpful, and I don't remember who said it, but... Um, to see servants like you guys is so awesome. Like, Bill and Kathy are, like, cooking with me in the kitchen and then run out here and preach. Like, you don't see that in a lot of people. So just having that um, close time with them this weekend was really amazing. So thank you, guys. Um, yeah, and just it was such a great time of fellowship, and it was awesome. But so the whole, so, okay, background. I've always been a Martha, and I don't want to be a Martha, and I really struggle with that. Like, I want to be a Mary, but I'm a Martha, and um, so I, like, I, God revealed to me, and just, I already knew it, but I can be so controlling, and I want to let that go. I want to allow him to work in me, of course, more and more. Um, but it was funny because my job this weekend was to be behind the scenes, and I was really trying in the midst of that to be a Mary. And um, so what was funny, I'll just share this one thing, is that at the end, Holy Spirit, you know, everything's going crazy. I'm in the kitchen. I chose to be in the kitchen. No one told me to be in the kitchen at that point. I chose to be there because I was tired and I wanted to clean up. Um, and I was praying. I'm not like, you know, but I'm praying in the kitchen. I'm packing up the food, whatever. And I'm peeking my head in like, wow, that's crazy. Go back to the kitchen. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're still going. And um, anyway, so um, Sarah, I think, came and grabbed me. And she's like, excuse me, like, are you coming out now? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. So anyways, came up to the front, and as immediately as I come up to the front, I just felt the glory of God. Like, it was just so thick and tangible. I don't know who prayed for me. A bunch of people prayed for me, and just, <laughs> I don't know what happened. But I was just out, and I just, yeah, it was crazy. But I, while I was just being ministered to by God, he told me that he's calling me out of hiding and I don't fully know what that looks like, but I don't, I'm not really excited <laughs> for it, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I have been very shy my whole life, and even like to get to this point of like doing youth and like speaking to you guys right now, like it's really not easy for me. So maybe this is an encouragement to any other shy person, like I don't <laughs> like being up here, but still he tells me to be, so I have to be obedient. So. That was the one thing is that God told me I was, that he's 
pulling me out of hiding, which was hilarious. I came out of hiding, and then it, it was just funny to me. <laughs> and then, um, so there was that. And then he also told me that I, I feel like um, there's some situations going on in my life right now where I don't know how to handle them because I tend to be somebody who, um, not good with boundaries, sometimes a little bit of a pushover. So God told me that he's going to make me kind and strong. So I don't know, again, what that means. I'll need to mull that over. Um, and then the last thing is that I've been um, not well for, like, the past year. And he kind of just gave me peace about this situation. So, yeah, like, he just really touched me. And it was just, like, yeah, it was so awesome. So, Can I yeah. one thing? Yeah. One thing. Just one thing, I promise. Just one. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I just want to say that, like, all of this, this whole night, and I love what, what Aaron said, and you said something outside, too, and you did, too, Bill, and I loved it. it. It was by the Spirit of God. Like, it wasn't by a man. It wasn't by a program. It wasn't by putting on a show, but it was literally by the Spirit of God, Spirit of the living God. And that youth has been talking about the Holy Spirit. And I think that, that, that more than ever, the Spirit of God is here on the earth to reveal Jesus Amen. to us and make him real to us. And he's the one that makes him real. He's the one that actually reveals and manifests the promises of the scripture in reality in our lives. And so I believe that for each and every one of us here, like more than ever, this doesn't have to be a moment that just happens at Replenish Retreat. This gets to be an everyday moment. This gets to be a lifestyle of us literally reminding ourselves that, man, the Holy Spirit is here. He is with us. And he is supernatural. And he wants to manifest himself in our lives just as we see in Scripture every single day of our lives. Amen. And we get that. We get that. And so it's literally just putting ourselves in a place where we're attentive to the Holy Spirit in a room. We make a room for the Holy Spirit. So I just encourage us, even here as we gather in our corporate gatherings, too, let's make a room. Let's just continue to make room for Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. Amen. Amen. Um, for the last three weeks, I just realized that God is putting things together and teaching me certain things. And one of the things that is was really special is about three weeks ago, I was worshiping and I had my hands up like this. And as I was worshiping and, and I felt really carried away so that my, um, I'm such a thinker and analyzer that I have to think about everything, whether it's right, wrong, or good, bad. And, and if I can be worshiping and that my mind can be bypassed, I can, God can really say something. So I was worshiping like this, and I just felt God say, I want you to take your hands from this position to this position. And when I did that, I had this vision of Jesus right here. <laughs> I just thought, it was so beautiful to feel that Father's love. And then this morning, there was a uh, service, and they were talking about God's love. And his, um, his, his relationship with you, that he not only loves you, but he actually 
likes you. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then it was talking about how uh, our human fathers really want us to come to him when we have needs and not try to do it on our own. And I have a philosophy, if it's to be, it's up to me. And I do everything that I can do to make push the peanut up the hill. And then when I've done all those things, then I say, okay, God, you can have it now. <laughs> and I'll rely on you. And it's like God just said, you're cheating me because if you would just pray first and give it to me, then when the solution comes, I get all the glory, not me. So, so then this morning they were talking about um, that God is someone you can come to and it doesn't matter what you've said, what you've done. He's always there to love you. And when you have human people here in your life that you had that with and now they're gone, you feel very vulnerable and alone and empty. And so he said that God just wants you to, to come to him as a father. And it's like I think my heart finally got it. And I was really blessed by the message that God shared with me. so good. We have Luke and Sarah. We had a lot of couples on this, uh, this replenished retreat this time. Um, so definitely one thing, um, just been struggling with a lot of things like from the last retreat, like just continuing to try and press in. And like one thing, um, I believe it was Sheila was saying, uh, Pastor Sheila was saying, like, continue to press on. Like, it doesn't happen always overnight. We want it to be, but it doesn't. So we got to keep pressing on. Not giving up, not, oh, it's been a month and nothing's happened. It's been six months, nothing's happened. Keep pressing on. And, like, that's one thing that I really needed to hear because, like, it's so easy to give up, not continue to press on in those hard times. And, like, I'm guilty. I have given up. I'm, like, I am done, especially with the kids. Like, they just push, <laughs> push the patience right to the end. But then i got to remember and got I'm asking God to remind me daily to keep pushing on, to not give up. Well, thank you for what you said, Sydney, because I was back there, and I'm terrified of being up here. <laughs> me too. I have major stage fright, so that's why I'm like, you're coming up with me. No, the one thing I was getting was um, I've heard the phrase before that there's beauty in chaos. And I was feeling like yesterday especially that in the midst of our chaos, it's a beautiful time to, for God to work. So, and uh, Ian knows that really well with this past month, right? Like, all your chaos, it worked out beautifully. So, like, we don't know how he does it. He does it. And what better way is there, really? 
All right, let's get the truckers up. Come on, Colin. But Donna Marie and Colin, for those of you who don't know, are a trucker team, husband and wife, trucker team. Yeah. He told me he wouldn't come up. Uh, <laughs> one big thing I got this weekend was refresh. I love that word. I needed a refreshment. I got a refreshment. Um, I got reminded of the gifts that God has given me, and some of them I don't use as well as I should or as often as I should. And, I mean, one gift, he's going to fight me on this one, but I prayed for 12 years for one, and you've got to remember to appreciate it every day. Um, and also got my kick in the pants that, you know, I need to pray for the people who come against me, and mm -hmm. I will keep that up. <laughs> God is really amazing because I, this is our, what, second one that we've come to now, our replenish yeah. retreat. You come in, you got everything planned in your head. It's like, okay, I'm looking for answers from this God. And then he's up there and he's looking down at you and he's laughing. He's going, no, no, that's not what it's all about. And then he zaps you with it. <laughs> I have to agree with Mike because I need time to comprehend everything. And, you know, yeah. ask me this question in a week because yeah. i got to process everything. But from what I've heard from different people here tonight already, kind of reaffirms what I got. <clears throat> For myself, I wanted to know where, what direction God wanted me to go, especially being, being, you know, driving truck. This is all we do. It was always so cool. We could go across the border, go down into the States, we had opportunities to go to a, ch a chapel at a truck stop, meet new people, new pastors, spread the word of God. And I really enjoyed that. With COVID, we can't do that now because we didn't get the shot. We weren't. We can't do it again. Right. So I'm kind of curious where God wants me to go now. And in the past two years, he's always given me the word faith. And we've talked about this. It was always faith, faith faith. You have to have faith in everything in your life. You have to have faith that God will always come through. Right? Amen. And I know where you're coming from. Don't take that no. This, this weekend, Daniel mentioned it when he came up. Love. You mentioned it. Love. And things started clicking all for the weekend. It was my word now has changed from faith to love. And I was asking God, you know, what's up with this? Because I was, you know, I'm like, um, what direction do you want me to go? And he let me know that I'm being prepared. I got no clue for what. But I go back to that other word, faith. I have faith in him. I'm going to get prepared. And everything that I got stands on love. That's what hit me. 
Amen. The Bible says that faith works by love, so they're actually, they work together. That's good. All right, Jessica. I didn't realize that everyone would be coming up in couples. I would have come up with Michael. <laughs> so the replenish retreat for me was amazing. I really needed it. And I felt like from the start to the end, I was just being like woken up and like coming back to God and just, I don't know, just um, he was cleansing me of things. And like just over the whole weekend, he was just reminding me of his love and how much he endured for me. And just, um, I have a couple notes actually, but <laughs> um, uh, one thing is that I feel like even just being um, newly married, there's a lot of challenges and uh, there's a lot of like different things that uh, have kind of made me stressed and um, like even to the point where I'm just so overwhelmed that I kind of just numb myself to the feelings and just so that I can have a break from them and I don't end up like dealing with them like I should or with God's help. And uh, like one other thing that that causes is insomnia sometimes and I just am up all night dealing with the thoughts that I wasn't thinking about throughout the day or dealing with. And um, I definitely felt like that was broken in the freedom part where things were being cast out and there were so many other things, like I don't even know everything that was, <laughs> but I definitely feel more free and I know that like the fear, I mean, I'm still like struggling with it. Even like doing this is hard for me, coming up on speaking in front of people. Um, everything in me was like, don't do it. But I was, I was reminded of what Pastor Sheila was talking about, about how you sometimes have to just say to yourself, no, you're doing this. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I definitely was just healed from lots of fear and anxiety and even just um, I feel like it stems from like wanting to be in control and know what's going to happen and I definitely felt myself let go and give God control especially in my mind and I've definitely felt peace through the whole weekend it was just amazing and uh, I have like a whole list but I'm not going to go through everything because there's so much. But, uh, yeah, I, I also, like, God wanted to show me that I have been, like, really hard on myself and that I need to just be gentle with myself. And I was reminded of another, uh, when I went to another, um, like, youth conference years ago and how he, it just, like, hit me and it shocked me that he said that he was proud of me and what I, like, try to do for him and, like, because sometimes I find it really hard to be proud of myself and to, like, I'm always thinking this isn't enough. Like, I'm not doing enough. And he's just like, no, you're, you're enough. And so that's, that's definitely what I got Amen. from it. Amen. One more thing for those of you who came up here that was scared to do it. I am also one of those ones who was normally scared to do it, but it happened on my first encounter. It was told to me that the biggest kick in the butt you can give the devil, God is love. 
Love casts out all fear. If you come up here, you're giving him a kick in the butt. All right. So Jenna's going to kick him in the butt next. <laughs> and she's got one kicking in her belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord, bless this little child who is going to be coming very soon. What, yes. four weeks? Yes. Wow. Or sooner. Yes, God. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, that, like, coming to this weekend, like, the last time we, like, you totally wanted to be a part of the first the one in this fall, and then just busy family just never got to it. I'm like, oh, no. So then this time we're like, no, we're going to be intentional. Like, we, we called the grandparents, let the kids go to the grandparents. <laughs> it was wonderful. Go strange. grandparents. Yeah, yeah, go grandparents. It was strange having no kids, but at the same time, wonderful. So <laughs> it was one of those things. Um, but it was one of those things, like, I, like, for the last little while, I, like, I've had the wooing of the Lord just calling me into this, love relationship with him but i felt like i knew he loved me and i could t i could feel the love in him drawing like just like a lover does wooing you into it into it and i'm like i love you but every time i kind of try and step into that relationship that that deeper love relationship there was a blockage i'm like and i almost felt numb kind of like this is weird <laughs> i'm like why am i in this place i i know you love me I love you, and I do want to know you more. And, like, it was just kind of weird, but it just kind of, every time I went, bleh, right? And then I love how one of, the, one of the scenarios you said, like, you're driving a car, and it's like those bugs start kind of covering your windshield, right? I'm like, oh. So you just kind of adjust, right? Like, as Christians, you're like, oh, busy family. Like, oh, just, you know, busy kids. You just, yeah. just kind of roll. You just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then you don't realize it until you get here and you're like, God, I needed this so much more than I realized I needed it, right? And so the first night, it was that place, seeing, sorry, seeing Christ on the cross was such that, like, he reminded me how much he loved me and how much he endured for my sake and for my iniquities. And he, it was just the best expression of love that goes beyond anything I could comprehend. Um, and that was like that reminder, like I see Cindy passing out the communion. It's like this, that picture, that's, that's what he wants me to remember, how much he loves me and, and how much he endured because he wanted to express that deep, deep love for me, right? And it's just that place of even when it comes to communion, of remembering this is the purpose of communion, remembering how deep and how he just said, I love you more than even what I'm going through. I love you more. And it was that place, Friday, like Friday night during worship, he like started speaking and how talked about love and like that wooing and that love relationship. And and then it was it was kind of it was just beautiful. He like talked about how a father, if a like a father wants to give good gifts, how much more do I want to give, right? And I'm like, there was like little things that he talked during worship to me, that almost every session had something that spoke to what he had already spoken Friday night. I'm like, oh God, he's just he just like confirmation of like he wants yeah. that intimate relationship with you, with each and every one of us, and he's. 
he's calling, wooing us, each and every one of us. And it was that walking through each part of my heart being healed, just allowing that that love to flow in so they can flow out. And then freedom session. I didn't realize, but actually during the freedom session, um, I had a fear of rejection. I had a fear that my father would reject me. I think that was the biggest blockage that I had. How do you go to a father? You're afraid he's going to reject you. And so it's like, like when you talk about the Trinity, I was like, you can't just fall in love with one part of the Trinity. I needed my father. I needed my brother Jesus. I needed the Holy Spirit. And so it was just beautiful, the whole, the whole aspect. Like, well, I needed, like, God worked everything out so beautifully. And so it was just beautiful that, like, this is, like we were talking about, that pivotal point where it's like his life has changed. <laughs> like, and, like, it's, it's so beautiful because you're, like, you don't know, like, like you're saying, like, trying to drive when you're not, you're looking past the bugs. But no, he's like, I just want to clear it so we can have that beautiful, deep relationship. And so it's pivotal. God's got so many things. And I just, I think of, like, looking at the cross and how much Jesus endured for our sake he was motivated out of love and that I, I, like, I feel that wooing into a deeper relationship with him so that we can continue to be motivated no matter what we go through out of love for him and we can endure if he can endure stuff like that we can endure with him amen. through it all so amen Hi, everybody. I said I'm going to stand up here because as we stand and we confront the devil, he's under our feet. You know, as we testify, we're dying to our flesh, you know, and we're saying, yes, Lord, you're on the throne. You're on the throne of my heart. You know, you're on the throne of my mind. And this weekend has just been such a blessing. And I don't know, I haven't felt that, I guess, the intense freedom of, of everyone in the space just you know, just surrendering. And it was just so beautiful on, on the first night, just, you know, like looking at the Passion of the Christ, and I haven't seen it in some time. I have seen it before. But like what Pastor Sheila was saying was, you know, not any drop of Jesus's blood should go in vain. And I think that piece hit me. I was like, Lord, like, look at you. Look at all the lashes you took from me. Look at the lashes you took for all of us. The the wounds, look at how bruised and battered, and even they couldn't even show everything like how it actually was, and that was even so much to look at, and still it was so much, and it's like that love, you know, would any of us be willing to do that for anybody, you know, and I don't, I'm like, I don't see it, I don't see us doing that, but so grateful, so thankful for that, and then also for me was the, I think the Saturday, was it, was the, um, I think uh, having like our worship, our freedom session, and I think that for me, like just being so free to worship and and light in the spirit, and just receiving the word, and just saying, you know, Lord, like you're you're transforming our hearts. You want to grow my heart. You want to, you know, grow all of us. And you know, it's not about um, just showing up and going to church and reading the word and hearing all the sermons and 
but how are we opening our hearts so that God can just really go in and do that surgery he needs to do? And for me, it was like, yes, Lord, I'm ready for you to just, you know, have that. I want that heart posture, not just on, you know, a weekly, but on a daily. You know, I, I want that heart posture. And it doesn't matter where I am, in my home, at work, whether you're at school, whatever environment, to have that heart posture to say, Lord, I'm here, I'm open. You know, how do you want to use me? Um, and also just the mind, you know, I'm, I'm reading a, a book series with a group of Christian women from my other church that I attend, Elevation. Um, we're talking about the battlefield of the mind, but everything to me was like connecting as, yes, God wants to deal with our heart and he wants to deal with our emotions. And he, why he wants to deal with our heart is because that's the first place, the first open door we say, Lord, come into my heart when we accept Jesus. And then also our emotions, we want, he wants to heal our emotions. He wants to renew our mind. But he has to come in through a first door, which is our heart. He needs to start in our heart. And for me, that was huge. Like, Lord, come in my heart. I need you, you know. Um, I need you to help me with, for me this weekend, it was unforgiveness. It was like someone had hurt not just me. They hurt someone else. And sometimes it's even harder. We think if someone hurts us, it's hard. Sometimes it's someone close to us that they hurt. And it feels even harder somehow to get over it because we can't have the conversation with the person. And I'm like, but I can go to Jesus. <laughs> That's who's the interest, who's the mediator for this situation. And that Jesus took all the offenses of when that person offended this other person, they offended Jesus. So he took the offenses. And if I'm going to hold on to that offense, it's like I'm playing like I'm a judge under the law. I'm not a judge. We're not living under the law. Jesus came, and we live under grace. So it's his grace that I need to step into and, and trust the healing for that. But he also showed me unforgiveness is not only when we're unforgiving someone else. Sometimes we're holding on to things about ourselves, like, like, Lord, I'm not forgiving myself about that. Like something I said to my kid how many years ago? You know, something that I said even to my mother. Like, she's not even alive anymore. Why am I still holding on to that? <laughs> you know, like, it's just things that did not make sense. But he was, like, showing me, like, unforgiveness for yourself even. Like, you need to deal with that. I can't heal anything else if you won't let me heal this. Thank you, Lord. You can start to play. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to get down. I just want to, you know, bring it back to why this has all happened. And we, and we always have to go back to what Jesus did through the cross. And he gave us the bread and the cup and he said to do this in remembrance of him so did everyone get um for communion if you're wanting to take it i just if you didn't get it if you can just put your hand up and the the ushers will get it to you top off if you don't understand the bread's on the top plastic and then the
next thing um, why he gave communion is it's a heart checkup and he had said you know do this in remembrance of me but he said you know before you take of it you need to go and if you have an offense with your brother because it, it was the greatest act was of love and forgiveness was what Jesus did and he said if you can't forgive your brother I can't forgive you because I forgave you of everything and you need to forgive everyone of everything and so to do that heart check and to just come back to him and just you know make those things right and remember the greatest sacrifice that he held nothing back and we can't hold anything back so Jesus we just give you our hearts completely and if there's those areas where there is unforgiveness or offense we just we lay it down at the cross and where we need to make that right we purpose in our heart that we're going to make that right and we go from here it's not in our power to do it right now. And we just, we receive your perfect gift of forgiveness and love through your broken body that was broken for us. You, the punishment we deserved, you took upon yourself. So we thank you, Jesus. Let's partake of the bread. Thank you, Jesus, for the body that was broken. Thank you, Jesus. And he, with his very own blood and, and the stripes that he bore on his back, and then his blood, of course, that was given completely through the cross, he paid the price in full with his death and he established a new covenant in his blood and we thank you Jesus for that new covenant thank you for joining us today we pray that this message has truly blessed your life for more information go to bigchurch.cc